Good morning. Let us continue with Northrop Frye's archetypal criticism. We have already discussed everything about Northrop Frye, the 20th century literary critic and theorist, whose most famous work is obviously The Anatomy of Criticism, which was one of the most significant works of literary theory published during the 21st during the 20th century, I mean. Archetype is actually a symbol or an image which recurs or which occurs again and again in literature which can be recognized as an element of one's literary experience so archetype is a symbol or an image which recurs in literature to be recognizable as an element of one's literary experience as a whole so we just saw the difference between literature and literary criticism what is the role of a critic and what is the inductive method of analysis according to Northrop Frye. So it was towards the close of the first section that Frye contended that structural criticism or mere structural criticism will help a reader in understanding a text and in his analysis he proceeds inductively. Inductively means from particular truths in a work of art, he is drawing forth general truths. So the example being mentioned was that of Othello. Uh, owing to jealousy, Othello in the Shakespearean play inflicts upon himself affliction. And this is the particular truth of the drama from which the reader learns the general truth of life that jealousy is always destructive. So from the particular truth of Othello, the critic is coming to the general truth. Likewise, the reader can also come to the general truth that jealousy will cause destruction to any human being. This is called the inductive method of analysis under structural criticism and Fry discusses this in detail in this section of the essay. An author cannot intrude into his text and express his personal emotions and comments. But what he should do, he should maintain absolute objectivity. A critic studies a work and finds out whether an author is free from textual interference. This is a sort of psychological approach as well. This method of criticism helps the reader in understanding an author's personal symbols, images and myths which he incorporates in his works. At times, the author himself may discover, him, the author himself may be unconscious of the myths and symbols. Not at some times, but most probably, the author himself will not, will not be conscious what all myths and symbols are there inside him, which he has exploited in his works and the critic discovers such things. So, uh, that is a summing up of the second section of the essay, the inductive method of analysis. Now we will move on to the third section, the, so, uh, the very short part of the essay which we are going to deal with today. That is the deductive method of analysis. From general we are moving to uh, particular truths. Some arts move in time like music. Others are presented in space like painting. So, a kind of introduction is given to the third section, that's all. So, Fry is talking about other kinds of arts as well. 
in both cases the organizing principle is recurrence recurrence is a very important concept here because fry is coming to uh, coming to recurrence in archetypal criticism recurrence of myths or symbols in both cases what are the both cases music and arts in both cases the organizing principle is recurrence which is called rhythm when it is temporal and pattern when it is spatial thus we speak of the rhythm of music and pattern of painting rhythm in music and pattern in painting but later to show off our sophistication we may begin to speak of the rhythm of painting and the pattern of music in other words all arts may be considered both temporally and spatially the score of a musical composition may be studied all at once a picture may be seen as the track of an intricate dance of the eye literature seems to be intermediate between music and painting its words form rhythms which approach a musical sequence of sounds at one of its boundaries and form patterns which approach the hieroglyphic uh, or pictorial image at the other the attempts to get as near to these boundaries as possible from the main body of what is called experiential writing so the same happens with um literature as well we may call the rhythm of literature the narrative and the pattern the simultaneous mental grasp of the verbal structure the meaning or significance so it is clear isn't it the narrative in literature is the rhythm and the simultaneous uh, mental images that are being evoked that can be called as the meaning or significance that is the pattern so rhythm and pattern together forming meaning we hear or listen to a narrative one but when we grasp a writer's total pattern we see what he means so in this paragraph what is important is fry is trying to draw a parallel between music uh, the uh, rhythm in music and the pattern in painting and he came to the conclusion that uh, in literature also rhythm is there that is the narrative and pattern is there that is the meaning or significance of the verbal structure so from the uh, from the general pattern different individual authors are drawing to his or her own um, particular patterns in literature the criticism of literature is much more hampered by the representational fallacy that even the criticism of painting than even the criticism of painting that is why we are apt to think of narrative as a sequential representation of events in an outside life and of meaning as a reflection of some external idea so obviously the narrative is um is the sequential representation of events in an outside life and meaning of an external idea of which we are seeking properly used as critical terms an author's narrative is his linear movement his meaning is the integrity of his completed form similarly an image is not merely a verbal replica of an external object of any um, unit of a verbal structure seen as part of a total pattern or rhythm even the letters an author spells 
his words with form part of his imagery so what all letters are being used by the uh, author what all symbols are being used by the author form part of the meaning though only in special cases would they call for critical notice sometimes the words or patterns being used will be critically analyzed narrative and meaning thus become respectively to borrow musical terms the melodic and harmonic context of the image the next paragraph rhythm so recurrence is an important concept in uh, fry that is why he is coming back to rhythm again and again rhythm or recurrent movement is deeply founded on the natural cycle and everything in nature that we think of as having some analogy with work of art like the flower or the bird's song grows out of a profound synchronization between an organi- organism and the rhythms of its environment especially that of the solar year with animals some expressions of synchronization like the mating dances of birds could almost be called rituals so rituals the mating dance of uh, different animals or birds can be called as rituals and, and these rituals are repeated again and again so it can be called as recurrence but in human life a ritual seems to be something of a voluntary effort to recapture a lost rapport with the natural a last wrap over the natural cycle a farmer must harvest his crop at a certain time of year but because this is involuntary harvesting itself is not precisely a ritual it is the deliberate expression of a will to synchronize human and natural energies at that time uh, which produces the harvest songs harvest sacrifices and harvest for customs that we call rituals so here uh, the harvest uh, is taken into consideration the, or the farm the music sung by farmers the, it is taken into consideration to show ritual so this can be taken as a ritual isn't it so this is uh, obviously a ritual um but this cannot be taken as the ritual of uh uh the birds the birds the mating uh, dance of the birds or the or that of other animals this is the uh, reality now in ritual then we may find the origin of narrative a ritual being a temporal sequence of acts in which the conscious meaning or significance is latent it can be seen by an observer but is largely concealed from the participators themselves the pull of ritual is towards pure narrative which if there could be such a thing would be automatic and unconscious rep- repetition so here what is seen is in the harvest song is repetition of the uh, song sung by uh, the previous farmers isn't it so this can be taken as automatic and unconscious repetition so this is a general truth that whoever is cultivating will sing that rhythmic music or sing that music that is very much in tune with 
nature and which is favorable to the harvest so this is the a example that fry is drawing in order to show that uh, there exists a general pattern which is automatic and unconscious representation so what is his idea or what is he trying to communicate with the readers regarding his theory so there are some general truths about or there are some general truths in literature as well so that general truth is having a rhythm or a pattern what the authors are doing is whenever they uh, whenever they are reading or whenever they got worldly experience these general patterns will be there in the unconscious mind of the uh, author so what is the author doing the author is consciously or unconsciously trying to draw the uh, sometimes it will be unconscious most probably it, it will be unconscious the same recurring pattern is being repeated by the author now all the important recurrences in nature that is the day the phases of the moon the season so fry is coming to his most important concepts uh, most important concept phases of the moon the seasons and solstices of the year the crises of existence from birth to death get rituals attached to them and most of the higher religions are equipped with a definitive total body of rituals suggestive if we may put it so of the entire range of potentially significant actions in human being patterns of imagery on the other hand or fragments of significance are oracular in origin and derive from the epiphanic moment epiphanic movement epiphany is from james george isn't it the portrait of the artist of a young man epiphany the sudden um, revelation epiphanic movement so the author will not think that oh i am going to write a comedy i am going to think uh, write a tragedy i am going to uh, use this image and going to use this archetype the symbol no it comes to him unconsciously uh, the flash of instantaneous comprehension with no direct reference to time the importance of which is indicated by casserer in myth and language by the time we get them in the form of proverbs riddles commandments and etiological fortes there is already a considerable element of narrative in them they too are encyclopedic in tendency building up a total structure of significance or doctrine from random and empiric fragments and just as pure narrative would be unconscious act so pure significance would be an incommunicable state of consciousness for communications begins by constructing narrative so the construction of the narrative is very much crucial that begins after getting into the archetype or the recurrence of images or symbol so we'll continue in the next session